there. Welcome to Let's Talk Tottenham. Financials are out. We'll talk about that, I'm sure. Uh, sure to anger a lot of fans. Uh, and it's Leicester v Spurs. We all remember last year, the last gasp, uh, Stephen Bergvine. Uh, winner, but Leicester have won their games as well against us. So it's, <laughs> I mean, tempting fate now. It's always a result with uh, goals in it. So it's very unlikely to be a nil-nil. So if you're at near a betting shop, put on nil-nil because that's bound to happen now that I've said that. Joined by Leicester fan Brad. How are you doing, Brad? I'm not too bad, mate. Um, all things considered, being a Leicester fan, I'm actually doing all right, mate. I'm looking forward <laughs> to the show. Yeah, me too. And uh, Brad's been on there plenty of times before. You'll know his channel as a matter of opinion. It's the same channel, just changed the top 10 battles. Uh, it's in the description along with Brad's Twitter handle and Brad will tell you what you can expect on the show at the end. So let's get started. Uh, just about Tottenham this point, the financials are out. I don't have the exact figures, but essentially what's happened, we've made more money and spent less money. So that's obviously sure to anger uh, a lot of Spurs fans, certainly the Levy out uh, fans. Yeah, uh, it was always going to happen. Always. Uh, a lot of fans will say, uh, Levy has said something about that uh, uh, owners uh, can, oh, what's the word? Uh, make one thing, but it's actually the other, the market. So he's, I'm sure, yeah. Chelsea there, they spent an absolute which makes it look like the market is big and booming, it, where it probably isn't. Just Chelsea have got all this money and just signing players willy-nilly. Uh, and a lot of Spurs fans will say, well, they're signing players, why aren't we? Two points on that. They're signing a bunch of players just because they can, whether they fit into the system. If Potter gets fired before the start of the season, they've bought an, a, a six players, seven players that just don't fit into the system potentially. And it's not about what other clubs are doing. If Chelsea signed a player that we were definitely interested in and uh, were bidding for, then it matters what Chelsea are doing for that player. But it, overall, for me, it doesn't matter what Chelsea are doing. We need players that we need, not the players that Chelsea are getting. But, uh, I mean, you're not a Spurs fan, Brad. So, uh, from the outside, what would you think of... that? There's obviously a lot of fans that want Levy out, and this isn't going to help his cause, uh, saying uh, we've made more money, spent less money. Uh, but what do you see from the outside? I mean, from, from the outside looking in, it seems like Daniel Levy is a lost cause. He's yeah. never, ever going to get that majority of Spurs fans back on side because people people need to maybe just take a step back though and realise what he's actually slowly doing. You don't have to like the man and you don't have to like the way he goes about it. But if your club's making money and going to make more money, but holding back fire on, on the expenditures. No offence, but we talked about this before. And We've seen what Spurs can do when they get a lot of money. They get 80, 90 million and they, they only make good on 7 million of it. Um, so, you know, you, you have to look at that and stop comparing yourself to rivals because yeah. it's all going to, it's all going to blow up. Yeah. Cause it's going to blow up in Chelsea's face. I, I've already said it. None of these are part of signings. He'll wait till the end of the season. The American psycho will sack him. And then they'll go on another merry-go-round of managers. Um, honestly, as strange as it might be from the outside looking in, yes, at first I was a bit like, hmm, Conte goes back there. I, I, I expected Conte to be able to bend Levy over a barrel, if you pardon my euphemism. Um, just because of the way... Yeah, well, just because of the way it, it, he ended up there, in a sense. Um, but, no, I think you've got to look at it as it could be worse. You could be doing what Man City are doing, and now you're in real trouble. You could be spending £400 million just to finish 10th, like Chelsea are trying to do. Um, I know it's frustrating because we always want to see improvements, but you're probably just taking the right steps. Just It looks like you're taking them in the wrong order. By the signs yeah. of things. Yeah, I've, I've always said with Levy, he's, he's an okay chairman because in terms of the business stuff, he's increased our reputation worldwide hugely. When he first took mm. over, fourth was a pipe dream. Now we're annoyed that we're not winning leagues. Uh, and we'll never, ever be in the red or dangerously financially troubled with him in charge. But then you've got to back the managers and do the stuff on the pitch. And that's where he's not done it. But I, you talked about Man City there. 
what do you think will happen to those? Uh, Bob Bob Spur was on on uh, Monday show saying he thinks they could have the you know uh, moving down divisions and and all of that points deduction. Any points deduction will be next season. Any dropping down divisions will be next season. But he he also said with with their previous issues that was UEFA. This is the Premier League. Mm. One of their own, so he he thinks there could be big, big, big repercussions for those. I'm not so sure, just because <laughs> call me a cynic. Money talks, and City have got bucket loads of it. Um, what do you think will happen to them? Because I think it's probably safe to say that they have broke quite a lot of rules. Oh yeah, there's there's, there's no doubt. I mean, you don't get all of them allegations against you with at least some of them being true in this business of football. Um, I would like to think. That you know, this is the time that the Premier League grow a set of cojones and <laughs> they find them massively, they dock them points, they do to them what they did to the likes of um, was it Leeds who were in the championship once and then they got dock points? And I think they got really harshly done because they knew they couldn't stay up at certain points, so they kind of not match fixed, but they didn't bother with their games. They kind of just went out, played them, came off. They weren't bothered because they knew they're down. And then they got fined with more points when they were in League One. I think it, I think that was the reason they, they stayed in there. Unfortunately, for the Premier League, and, I, and this is much in agreement what you said about money, money being a big talking point in football these days, is it's 20 years too late. Yeah. For the Premier League, it's it's like a toxic relationship that's got too far, and and the one that's always been the victim and and physically and mentally you know gone through it all has finally stood up for themselves and it's like it's fine i'll buy myself out of trouble it won't bother yeah. these owners because they'll either it won't bother them just to sell them up it's man city yeah. that broke the laws they'll pay the fines the club will suffer and if they really need to they'll go all right fine someone else take it well, yeah, not bother. Any, any financial uh, uh punishment even if it's one billion pounds isn't really going to dent them that much so it has to be if there are going to be repercussions, it has to be non-financial. It has yeah. to be docked points. It has to be moved down the football pyramid. But I can't see that. I can't see that happening. No. I think and, got... and it's unfair for the fans of the club, isn't it? Like the, the true yeah. die. I know we yeah, take yeah. the mock and say that Man City fans these days only existed since the mid-2000s. But there's fans that have watched that club through heartache, playoff heartache and promotions from the low divisions. It would be so unjust for them to suffer it. But unfortunately... Just as with life, good people suffer. There's no suffer. other ways to punish the owners, though, is there? Really? Yeah, there's no. Yeah, you can't have your cake and eat it as it is. I'm with you. I don't think it'd happen, but I would think if the Premier League are going to have one chance to grow a big set of of testicles, then throw the book at them. Yeah, and the same goes for us. If it ever happened to us, I'd want the same thing to happen. Just to yeah. put it out there. Yeah, and. Yeah, to do it to Man City is a big, big deterrent for other clubs. If they're going to do it to Man City, they can do it to anyone. But yeah, I, I, I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure. Uh, but yeah, uh, 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 just quick note. Thanks for watching, everybody. And please get your comments coming in. Also hit the like and subscribe as well. Uh, let's move on to Spurs Leicester. So a plea to Spurs here from me. Follow up the Man City result, please. Uh, if we lose to Leicester, the Man City result doesn't mean a huge amount, but I mean, are you, are you, you're in mid-table at the moment. Uh, got your issues as well. I, I, I think it's been reported financially you're you're not that great, well off. So uh, we'll come to Madison a little bit because uh, later because he's heavily linked with a move away. But in terms of this game uh, in two days' time, are you worried? Are, are you nervous? Uh, we'll come to Kane as well. He always scores against Leicester. We'll come to him in a bit. But are you worried, nervous after what we did to City? Or do you think this is a good time to play them because they'll still be on the up? Kane's got his record. Uh, they may not be as focused as they should be. Um, I'm not worried about playing Spurs. Um, that, and that's no disrespect to Spurs because, A, first of all, you beating Man City is customary. It's like me having a coffee <laughs> in the morning. You just know it's going to happen more times than not. Um, but no, on, a, on a serious note, there's, there's no point us being as fans being worried about it because you know what I say. If if we go, because it's like the king power, obviously. And if if, if, if thirty or thousand less fans go there worried and nervous, then we're not going to win the game because the players will pick up on the atmosphere. Yeah. I think the Villa result was vital, not just in terms of our season because. 
before the World Cup, we was doing really well, and then afterwards, we we hadn't picked. Well, we we weren't doing anything until we we drew with Brighton. Um, so to beat them in the way we did, you know, it, it was they, almost... they were the informed team as well, weren't they? After um, uh, Emery turned up, and it was at Villa Park. So yeah, huge, a massive win for you guys. Yeah, I mean, I think it's our first away points, let alone three points <laughs> away from home this se- for this season. Um, you know, so that was a big statement. Uh, and again, like you said, they're in form. Emery's come in. Uh, and 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 we were up against it. I mean, they took the lead as well in that game. And mm. and anybody that knows rest of the season will know we we can see game over. That's it. We've lost. But um, <laughs> yeah, it was nice. It was refreshing. It was. We discussed it as you know, Chris, who, who comes on this channel a lot when you yeah. do Leicester stuff. Um, yeah, Leicester till I die TV. Make sure you check that out as well. Yeah, definitely. Especially if you like this 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 charming face, you'll see me on there a lot. <laughs> um, but no, you know. We, we described it as almost a perfect 90 minutes in a weird way for Leicester. You know, the new signings all played. We didn't expect that. We played attacking football, which we haven't seen a lot this season. We, we scored, you know, 90% of our chances on target. I think we had five shots on target, scoring four of them. Um, it was really good football and it just it just felt like a different style. Because sometimes you can win a game and it's a bit scruffy and you don't really think it's going to take you in a new direction. And you're suddenly going to start getting good results. But that game really did feel it. I mean, look, we know Kane's going to score. It's customary. We've already set the scoreboard to 1-0. It's just got Kane and we're just waiting for <laughs> when he decides to score. But I, I'm actually quietly confident that we can get something from the game. My biasness wants us to win it, but I don't think we will lose the game. No. Yeah, I mean, you said the perfect game against Villa. Sometimes, obviously, you want a clean sheet because that is the perfect result. Mm. But sometimes it's good to concede a goal and then come back because it shows a bit of spirit, shows a bit of character. Certainly with the first away points that you've got this season, shows a hell of a lot of character when the the you know, the obvious choice would have been there. You've conceded first, like you say, lost the game, not to come back and win 4-2. So do you think that will give your players a huge amount of confidence or do you think it will just be same again and, and you know, it's just one step uh, build on it? In the same way that we've got to build on that City result. Yeah, I think I think it's a mixture of, of, of both. I mean, naturally, they're going to take confidence from it. I mean, Tete is the best Brazilian to, to, to ever grace the planet to most Leicester fans <laughs> after that performance. Um, but no, you, you, you take you take everything that was good about it and you literally translate that into training and into the team and, and, and into the atmosphere uh, come Saturday when, when we're all at the King Power and, or watching it or whatever, where you just say, OK, that was brilliant. That felt really good. Yes, please. You know, like you said at the start with your things, can we please take the can we please take the villa performance in? I don't care if we can see two. If we come out and play like that and, and, and get a result or, or or even better three points against you, that's what Leicester fans are after because you know we we know this season is is a is a bust in terms of top top achievements. What we were you know, you know what you put right above the top shelf yeah. for what you're hoping to get. We we we, we accept that. We we accept uh, the reasons that Rogers gave for the bad form and and, and needing fresh and players in th- th- this can prove it now because all of a sudden if you back up that draw with Brighton with the win at Villa like we did and then we go and get a result from you guys it, it kind of in tandem puts that in perspective and 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 hopefully we can you know push on this season and and and, and finish in at least in the top half and I think that's what most Leicester fans right now would tell you they'd be very happy with. Yeah, I mean, disappointing season for Leicester at the moment. Uh, I mean, it, it's crazy. There's still almost half a season left. So <laughs> it is it is mid-February, but there's still so many games to play. But I, I, I'm right in thinking, aren't I, that towards the start of the season, you were kind of bottom. Oh, yes. Yeah, yes, yeah. we were. So it, it has been a good turnaround since then to be up in wherever you are, mid-table. And it's not beyond the realms of possibility that you could get into Europe with a good run of form. But why has it been such a disappointing, well, certainly the start where you're in the bottom three and then, then, you know, having to settle for mid-table rather than where you were? Because it wasn't that long ago you were playing in Champions League and regularly getting European football. Um, Yeah, and it was a question that we kind of have found the answer to bit by bit through the season because... 
there's a lot of people that felt that Roger's time had come to an end. Uh, there's still people out there that are obviously sat on the fence and, and, and sort of not holding the breath too much on, on, the, on him at the moment. But, you know, the one thing that we always talk about as football fans is you don't need to go out and spend 400 billion like Chelsea in one transfer <laughs> window, but you, you also get to a point where whilst the squad on paper and the French Voldemort, as I should refer to him as, uh, and just to clarify, if I say for French Voldemort, you know who I mean, but that is obviously Wesley Fofana and players like, you know, that didn't help the situation. Um, and I know we'll pop, you'll probably ask me about it later on, so I'll, I'll save the explanation until then. But the financial fair play implications were under from our time in, in them competitions from UEFA. There was a promise from the board that to, it seemed that Rodgers was going to be able to spend in the summer. Then the owners were informed that they were very tight on the financial fair play rule with UEFA. So then when Rodgers came to them with a list of players, they suddenly went, actually, you're going for, for the financial fair play, you're going to have to find a way to make us fall back in bracket before you can spend money. Um, and obviously that squad that has not, not, not necessarily won the league because there's only, there's only one, well, there's only one player left from that team now, but you know, that got us fifth place twice that got us the FA cup that, that, that got us just, just shy of the, the European spots last season, to be fair, by literally two points in the end. Um, I think that all came to fruition. We weren't able to add to the depth. We weren't able to replace players as early as we'd like to because all of a sudden the misconception that we were broke and had to sell was 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 not helping our transfer window. And I think that just convoluted in the displays. You could see that there was a nervousness. There was a clear frustration in Rogers with his press conference. He really wanted to freshen the side up, beef that competition. Because we've talked about this numerous times with a certain era for Spurs that's not long just happened, where you had that burnout after the Champions League and you were wanting to refresh and weren't given the money. The same sort of things happened. And the problem is this season, you know, you've got everybody down at the bottom is either going up, he's on the same sort of form at the same sort of time. They're either winning games or they're losing games in a row. So they're not really getting away from each other. And then you've got teams like Fulham, Brentford, Brighton, and that at the top end of the table that are constantly winning. So that gap's just opening up and, and that gap's not really getting any stronger than it is. So right now it is a bad situation. But like you said, um, you know, we could get to the end of February you know, um, I had to do my months then, January, February, March. I was going to say April, but I meant March. In my head, I was doing it. I was like, January, February, March. You know, we could get into the middle of March and we could be in that top nine. Yeah. And, and it could all look different. But yeah, I think... Three, three wins in a row and it can all, it, uh, yeah. massively change your position and outlook for the rest of the season. As, yeah, as definitely. three losses in a row. Yeah, exactly. Then we're back into turmoil state as my housemate. Just he's not, he's not, he's, he's not robbed the place. He is the housemate. He's just so much <laughs> so he lives there. Don't worry. Um, no, but yeah, it, it is, and it's and it's kind of good. I think I, I'm enjoying it. It's giving me that nostalgia nineties vibes. You know, when everybody was up and down, and all of a sudden Aston Villa was suddenly in with a shout of winning the league under Atkinson and and all that. You know, it's it gives it that bit of feeling. And like you say, it's maybe credit credit to the pedigree of clubs that are coming up and actually managing to stay up. You know, you look yeah. at the Brightons, your Brentfords and Fulhams and, 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 and so far this season, <coughs> not even Forest. I won't say it too loud. It makes me ill to say their name. <laughs> but, you know, are, you know, are, are actually I, I, I won't mention it if you favorite. don't mention top of the league, we'll, we'll call a truce there. No, no, I don't, I don't care about them. We don't, no, no one cares. It's only, it's, it's only a, it's only a 19 league thing. That, that, that team at top doesn't count. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Wayne Bonner in the chat. How you doing, Wayne? Uh, hope you're well. I am indeed. Uh, hope you're well as well. Bit late, but better late than ever. Absolutely. Wayne is always in the Spurs chats, uh, adding comments and hitting likes and watching. So big thanks to that. And make sure you hit the like, hit the subscribe and get your comments in as well. Uh, you mentioned financial fair play there. Interested to get your thoughts on that. For me, it's a load of absolute nonsense. It's just a way of keeping the big clubs at the top and the smaller clubs uh, not being allowed to to 
get into there. I, I've got a friend who's a Reading fan. Their owner's got a lot more money than he's allowed to spend. But because they don't make a huge amount of money, he's not allowed to spend it. Whereas you've seen Chelsea now. You've seen what's happened to City. And Spurs apparently could spend 400-odd million in one transfer window and still be within financial fair play. Obviously, we can't do that in terms of the, 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 the balance sheet because we would be yeah. massively behind. But for me, it's just an absolute nonsense. And, and yeah, obviously, then, if you do break it and, and, and hit the balls, then you have the fans who suffer for it because, the, you know, the owners still have all their money. But what do you make of financial fair play? Like I said, I think it's a load of nonsense and just a way of keeping the top clubs at the top. I, I may change my mind if the Premier League do give huge sanctions, dropping down leagues, dropping massive points to Man City. But like I say, I can't see that because they're a top team. They've got all the money. So therefore, they'll just get a slap on the wrist. Or or a financial fine, which for Tottenham or Leicester would be huge. But for a club that have their owner has like 30 billion is nothing. Uh, so what do you make of financial fair play in football these days? Um, I mean, in short, it's it's an absolute farce. Um, if it just reminds me of school, being at school, doesn't it? You know, you've got the rich, spoiled kids that are causing mayhem, disturbing the class, they're punching students in their arm, and they never get in trouble. They get told that they just need to calm down and go outside and, and think about what they're doing, and then they get lost in the class. And they keep prodding and poking you and they keep slapping your head like that and they keep bullying you and they keep annoying you. And then you do one thing, one time you react badly, you're up for a suspension. You're up for getting expelled. You're up for failing your exams for it. And it's like, well, that's not fair. And that's just how it feels that, you know, Leicester and, and clubs maybe like South Tottenham, Dan even defy the rules that, you know, because yeah. funny enough... I, Pop, you know, poverty is contrary, contrary to popular belief. Rules are meant to be followed and enforced. Hmm. So, Everton, in... Everton, Everton are in either have broken it or in real, real danger of breaking it, and that's why they had to yeah. sell the Charleston, their best player last season. Who came how they got fifty million for him, I don't understand. Yeah. But anyway, sorry, anyway. I'm, I know you paid it for him, but <laughs> but either either way, that they had to sell their best player, they're in real danger of being financially all over the place. And that's because they're following the rules that they can't sign all these big players now when they desperately need players because of the position they're in. But yeah, you've got Chelsea who are just... Yeah, I mean, they got one transfer ban, didn't they? One year transfer ban. Oh, boo-hoo. And then they're allowed to spend again. So Yeah. <laughs> really and they even brought in Pulisic, didn't they? They even brought in Pulisic yeah. because they're like, technically we had that before you issued it. I don't it's, all about, I don't... it's all about deterrence. If you want people to stop breaking rules, you have to have a deterrent in there that stops those rules being broken. So a one-year transfer ban for Chelsea is not going to deter anybody. You know, Man City no. getting away with, I know it was your wafer uh, how many seasons ago, isn't going to deter anybody, but yeah, no. they 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 hit the, the the punishments with the 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 lesser teams, but not the top teams, and that for me is why it's just a a tool to keep the top teams at the top and stop anyone breaking into that, which disgrace, yeah. disgrace, indefinitely yes, and 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 I mean I just want to clarify um, our our situation a, a little bit in the understanding because. The understanding that a lot of people got, and I can understand it why outsiders, maybe yourself, thought this at the time when you you, you saw it, looking, but outsiders looking in would have thought, oh, Leicester are broke, Leicester are broke. It wasn't the case. You know, you know as well as uh, as, as I that UEFA and, and and the Premier League have different financial fair play rules. Yeah. Which now again, we is was ridiculous. Just just come together, have, yeah, have, have one rule for for uh, absolutely yeah. ridiculous, ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, and it, well, it is. It, it's, it's just like I said, it's farcical. It is literally farcical. But the thing is, we we don't need to sell, and we've proven that. And anybody that that thought, oh wow, next one was going to be great, we can rob Madison for 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 a Fred O'Bar and a Twix. You know, they desperately need money. They're going to sell everybody in every way. <laughs> the owners paid. The owners have had plans approved from the the local council to. Build, uh, build on the infrastructure. That's not just a stadium. That's building a hotel and a shopping a center. I nearly went all American on you all then, and so called it a shopping mall. mall. Yeah, <laughs> uh, a shopping center. Yeah, but that'll get attached to the outside of the stadium. 
sort of thing. So we've currently got a holiday in there, so they'll probably just add it to that infrastructure. I don't know. But they've also just written off £194 million worth of the King Power's debt that they'd suffered, obviously, over the COVID period. So if, so if you think that Leicester's owners are suddenly broke, no, they're not. You know, the only reason we made any transfer activity in that window was because French Voldemort wanted to leave, which freed up a wage bill and and gave us that some initial funds that we could go out and do it. And you've seen with our summer spending, it's not, you know, it's not millions, hundreds of millions and hundreds of millions. But if you say the Shakhtar Donetsk deal does go through in the summer for the, the Tete, we, we've spent close on to 50 million and, and probably put them on decent wages. I mean, suits are coming from the championship to the premiership. Tete is, is young, but he'll, he'll come in and Christensen, they're, they're going to be on decent wages. So we've, we, we're sorting that out or have sorted that out, but do not mistake us for being broke because we will do, we do not need to sell. And, and I think we've proved that with our stance in Madison, this window. Um, and in the summer that, you know, we're not suddenly going, ah, you know how we said 60 million for Madison, but will you pay us, will you pay our electric bill and, and 6 million for him because we desperately need a couple of mil? No, we're still going to want 60 million for him come the summer. Yeah. So, you know. Yeah, we'll talk about him a bit later. Uh, Simply Ace in the chat. How you doing, buddy? Always in the chat as well in the comments. Good afternoon. Please hit the like and subscribe button. Absolutely. Please do that. It uh, really, really helps the channel. Uh, back to the game. So, we have an issue, or it could be a blessing, depends on, on your views, of this man. Lovey, six to eight weeks out. Uh, allegedly done when he was celebrating with Kane, uh, uh, breaking the uh, all-time scoring record. So he can't save shots anymore. He can't even celebrate properly, seemingly. But it gives Fraser Forster, who a lot of Spurs fans, me included, were calling to start, gives him the chance for, you know, six, eight weeks, two months, which, being that how the fixtures are congested now because of the World Cup, it's going to be a lot of games for him. So it gives him a real chance to, you know, <laughs> I would say earn his yeah. spurs. It's just an easy thing to say, isn't it? But uh, you know what I mean. But will you be targeting him, do you think? Because I, I was worried about Loris in the City game, thinking how he messed up, he messed up two goals in the 4-2 loss. Uh, so if I was an opposition manager or player seeing a goalkeeper like that every cross underneath his crossbar have some pot shots give him stuff to do uh one nil man yeah. City didn't do that at all but with Forster he, he's he's huge he's massively tall so you'd have thought crosses shouldn't be that much of a problem for him obviously he's under pressure that would but will you be targeting him do you think do you think they'll at least be he hasn't played for a while let's have some pot shots see what he's about Give him, put him under pressure. Um, no, not really. I know the expectancy is there. Um, I think actually the way Luis was performing, we're kind of gutted he's not playing. Uh, <laughs> you know, we might be open to throw a few in his own net. Um, well, I do no, have to I, say he he was brilliant against Man City. Although it does have to be said, Man City didn't do anything. But there were there were some shots, kind of tame efforts. But they're some of the ones that Loris has been messing up. So he was very good against Man City. I do have to say, but. It seems to be one game, brilliant. Another game, absolutely terrible. One game, brilliant, yeah. absolutely terrible. So, yeah. Yeah. And it might yeah, be I mean, good to have a bit of time out of the firing line. Yeah, and sometimes it does them a world of good. They, you know, they need that mental recharge and that. But, yeah, Leicester, I think I think the game situation will show it. If we can get our noses in front and, and maybe we get a, we find ourselves somehow 2-0 up and we're, we're, we, we might see the likes of Madison kind of raise a smile and Yori raise a smile going, yeah, I fancy this. It, you know, they're having a bit of a mare. He's he's not played in a while. He's a bit rusty. Maybe in the first five minutes, they might, you know, fire in some warning shots, see how yeah. prepared Fraser Forster is to step up to that number one. Because That's what I'd be doing. Yeah, but I think if you, you can't over-focus on it because then there becomes a point of frustration that all of a sudden you've had six or seven shots, you saved them all reasonably comfortable, and you're you you taking you're taking yourself away from your your mindset of of of, of the game plan. And yes, I, I, I'm sure he'll have a few pot shots at him, Madison and Yuri, if we get the ball in the areas early. And and, and obviously it'd be great if one of them goes in. But ultimately let, let, let let's 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 admit it, he's got ten other fantastic and I'd say to agree, a handful of them world class players. 
that we have to get through first. We can't be thinking of shooting against Fraser Forster if we can't get anywhere near his goal. So I, I'm sure we'll see a, a few testers as any keeper that's coming in after a while from not playing first team football will expect, but not as many as people are hoping. We're not suddenly going to start registering 30 shots on your goal because if we do that, then Tottenham might as well go home. <laughs> Yeah, I, I would be very, very surprised though if the first corner you get, especially if it's in the first 10 minutes, isn't underneath his bar or, or very close to it. Yeah, uh, yeah simply Ace, uh, Leicester will not be quaking in their boots going up against our back line in Emerson, Davies, Sanchez, Sessignon, Dyer and Ford. Oh, Sanchez is playing. That's but, a guarantee. But, penalty. Yeah, get in. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> Sanchez Le- is playing. He always gives us a yeah. penalty. <laughs> Leicester won't be quaking in their boots. Uh, you pretty much said uh, uh, earlier that you're not hugely worried, hugely worried, but yeah, I mean, Emerson and Porro is an interesting one. Uh, Porro come, comes in. We're delighted because Emerson doesn't have to play. And he was brilliant against Man City. Uh, so it could be the fact that, you know, I said this on Monday, you know, Spence ain't going to play at all because it wasn't a Conte signing. So Emerson knows he's ahead of him. And maybe behind oh. the scenes, he knows that Conte doesn't really have the trust in Doherty, who's now gone. So it's almost a case of, well, I, if I'm fit, I play. Now with Porro coming in, it's maybe, oh, uh, I might not start here. So I've got to pick it up. Uh, Man City is a good game for Emerson because he's a better defender. And the majority of the time, he's defending. Against Leicester, I would think there'll be a lot more gaps when you attack. Just because, we, we, no insult attended and, and all due respect, mm. you're not as good a team as City. <laughs> and so I would think it would be a more of attacking game for our fullbacks, but there will be some defence to do because you will attack us and you've got some quality players. But yeah, I mean, I don't really know what my question is. I do this a lot. I waffle on, waffle on, waffle on. <laughs> I completely forget what I'm about to say. But uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I haven't really got anything. I haven't really got uh, anything. I mean, it will be interesting. <laughs> it, will, it, it will be interesting because um, if, if Poro plays on the right side, you know, I mean, I, I mentioned the Brazilian Tete earlier, who's clearly the best Brazilian to ever grace the Premier League, in, in my opinion, after after 90 minutes of football. Um, be interested to see their battles because he's he, he he's already showing signs. And, and from his interview at the sign, he, he made that clearly abundant. that He's an inside forward almost. He he, 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 he knows to do his defensive duties. He's left side, he goes, isn't he? Yes, yes. Yeah. Well, he can play. He can play both, but he is on the right. He is on the right side um, for us because we obviously got Barnes on the left, and I think that's helped yeah. free him up because Barnes needed that creativity. I think it will be a good battle between our fullbacks and your wingers, and and, and vice versa. I think it will be a, a very good battle. Um, you might be looking at potential area for your man of in match performance come full time from 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 someone in that area for either side because. It's interesting. It's exciting to watch. Yeah, yeah. I, I would expect Emerson to play. Not that I'm his massive biggest fan, but he was good against City. But away from home, against a team who will attack and have got good fullbacks, he he will track back. He's a, he's a fullback first and oh. foremost. I think right wing back is what he's trying to be converted to. But he's it, because he is a fullback, he will have defensive tendencies, and Kulisevsky helps him out as well. I think at home. That's when you start your poro, uh, just because you would expect to have more of the ball. Uh, uh, and uh, yeah. simply, Ace, if Emerson and Sessignon play, the crosses will go outside the stadium. Uh, I do have to say, simply, Ace, Emerson played a wonderful cross in for Kane in the Man City game, and Kane, for some reason, decided to go with his wrong foot, getting his feet wrapped up. So it was a brilliant cross. And that shouldn't be overlooked either. I know he's done some absolute stinkers, Emerson, in terms of crosses. Uh, but that one was good and Kane didn't help him out there. But uh, let's move on to one of your players who who I, I'm a big, big fan of. I'm sure you know who I'm about to say. This man, Madison. Uh, lots. He, he, for me, he's the key man. Uh, I've been crying out for Spurs for uh, someone creative in the middle of the park. Someone like Madison who can spot a pass, can dictate a, a, a uh, game and then you've also got Tielemans as well, so you've got two of them, whereas we don't seem to have any. Uh, but yeah, a couple of things on Madison. Uh, would he be your key man? And presumably, he'll be wanting to put on a show for any potential suitors because do you expect him to leave in 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 the summer, albeit for 
you know, the 60, 70 million rather than like the, the cut price, 10 million. We need the money, like you said. Do you expect him to go and do you think he'll be putting on a show? Because I don't get the feeling with Madison that he's one of these, I want to go, I'm in a sulk, I'm not going to bother playing. Yeah, I, I, I'm not convinced he's going to go. I wouldn't be surprised if he did, though, because he is ultimately key. Um, he's one of those midfielders that, like you say, even neutrals appreciate because he can just run that midfield. He can command it, he can run it, and, and he he's a nuisance to the the midfield and defence of the opposition because he twists and turns, he, 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 he leaves his standing legs so you give him a free kick 25 yards out, and then you realise that's probably more dangerous than letting him, you know, try and, you know, have a shot or, or, or make a pass. Um, and he's just such a, you know, model professional in front of the media, not so much outside of it in the past, but he's matured as well and changed from his casino days and all, and all that. But, um, well, yeah, he's definitely he was really young there, wasn't he? And yeah, suddenly, suddenly get multi multi millionaire at a very young age. And God knows what I'd have done if I was in my early 20s, mid 20s, and suddenly got you know, whatever he's on, I don't know, yeah. 100 grand a week to just yeah. do what you want. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's not easy to take it all in at once. Uh, I'd dread to think where I'd be if I came into that sort of money. <laughs> I, I try to speak about it. But no, at the end of the day, look, he's developed. And he, and again, you're very right. He's not one of them that looks to talk and move away. And and I would not be surprised. I, I'm probably about as co- I'm probably about as confident of him signing a new deal in the summer as I am that we'll get sixty million for him. Oh. Um, but I I do think it wouldn't be. Um, it won't be a Man City or Ars. Uh, oh, it'll sorry, I'm not new, saying it'll that. It'll be Newcastle, wouldn't it? It'll be Newcastle or Spurs because they need it. That, yeah. that to me, from what what you've told me and what I've always seen about Spurs and another Spurs fan say about it, and obviously clearly Newcastle is the building project where they're you know they're taking out the old parts and they're swapping it in for new ones. There, they're the two locations I can see him going. If it's anywhere else, I don't think he'll be that interested. And certainly, no foreign clubs will interest him because he's not going to go get an offering from Real Madrid. Um, or, or clubs like that, and and to be Real Madrid's quite toxic. I wouldn't wish him to go there because they ruin, they ruin yeah. um, players there if they don't like him. Well, look but what Bale did t- for them, and then they just hated him. You know, he won, he only won you a few Champions Leagues, didn't we? Really oh, no, yeah, did he? yeah. La- lazy get, lazy get. It was you know, it was all about the golf course. It's all because they didn't sign someone else. It was like Hazard when they signed him, and they wanted Mbappe. It's like, well, you're not going to like him. But yeah, if you look at the, the core of teams that are keep getting rumoured with him, you know those who know, who must not be named, they don't need him in the midfield that they've got. Um, Four hundred billion Chelsea de- certainly don't need any more midfielders. So unless unless Tottenham or Newcastle come in for him, I would not be surprised if we can sort the season out. Maybe keep the FA Cup run going and show that we're not going to go disappearing into the night and, yeah. and, and all them fond memories will be exactly that. And we can get back to building up and, and competing up at that top level for European spots. I would say the odds are 50-50 on him being sold for 60 million to the likes of Spurs or Newcastle or him signing maybe like a three-year contract hmm. in the summer. I, I, I'm at that point with him. Yeah. Do you think he'll be licking his lips uh, this game? Because uh, Romero is out for the sending off, which... It's one of the most dead cert two yellow cards I think I've ever seen in my life. Uh, but it helped us get the win. But uh, simply, yes, I can see Madison going for a long pass into the attacking errors. And Sanchez, who I'm assuming simply ace thinks, and I do think will come in for Romero, going for a head dive into the ground. Our defenders are going to be constantly out of position for Madison's pass. And obviously, it then uh, uh, relies on your Bentoncourt or Hoiberg, whoever plays in there, to kind of marshal that area. And we saw something from Eric Dyer in the Man City game where he went into the midfield and was pressing uh, when we kind of didn't have the ball when Man City were in their defensive third. When they did have the ball in the attacking third, he went back in uh, and it was a three in defence again. Uh, do you see Tottenham employing that again uh, 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 to kind of stop the Madison threat before it's even started going? And same with Tillemans as well. Or do you think, like Simply Ace says, we're just going to be all over the place out of position and Madison and Tillemans are going to have a bit of a free reign on the park? 
I mean, with with the greatest of, of of respects to the likes of Dyer, because I know he's not exactly the most gifted, and any course is frustrating with Spurs fans. But the I think Tottenham are that team at the moment where where your areas aren't so glamorous and 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 strong in in, in terms of you know the obvious Kane, Son and, and, and probably Romero and players like that, where your areas are really strong and you, you're very confident in. Madison on fire and on form and getting his confidence right back up there from the Villa game, it all depends on Madison. If Madison turns up and he wants to run rings around your defence and pull them left, right and centre and, 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 and win free kicks all over the place, he will have your defence in midfield all over the place. You know, the guy who commented is very right. If Madison turns up, and he relishes the challenge, which I'm sure he will. Yeah. I would, if I was in your shoes, um, I mean, I don't know what size feet you are, I might not fit them, but you know, I, I would, I would not, I, I would not be relishing, you know, that first 20 minutes. I, I would thinking, right, we need to get through 20 minutes without Madison making a killer pass and, and, and putting us on the back foot. Because if we can get through that, we might just find our way into ease our way into the game, and, and then we can take the game to Leicester. That's the only way you're going to stop Madison is if you can turn that tide. Because right now, if Madison turns up, any any midfield right now within within reason is going to struggle to contain him. Yeah, I mean, it could also be in Madison's uh, uh, mind an audition. If if Spurs are interested, Newcastle as well. Look what I can do against one of the top top boys, fifth in the league. We are at the moment. Oh, let's move on to Tottenham. I know you're not going to like this picture of this man, but we have to talk about Mr. Harry Kane. He always scores against Leicester. He's now our all-time leading goal scorer. Uh, you saw the relief on his face after he scored and, and the reaction the fans got. Uh, I, I would say it's probably been on his mind for a little bit, certainly since the Arsenal game. And now he must be more relaxed. Now he's got the record and now it, it's just about how many more do I want to get. But... Uh, and with Kane as well, Son was superb against Man City. I was calling for him to be dropped in that game. I was very, very wrong there. He looked back to his best. And Kulisevsky as well, although Kulisevsky had to do a lot more defensive work, so it wasn't as potent up top. But those three, essentially, last season, basically fired us to the Champions League, those three, with God knows how many assists and goals between all three of them. But they're a counter-attacking team. Uh, we have a counter-attacking team with those three, sorry. And I can't see Leicester just sitting back and trying to, you know, hit us on the counter and that's it. I think you will go for us and attack us, which then opens the door for those players if you can get the turnaround. But yeah, a, a word on all three of them. Uh, obviously on Kane, uh, <laughs> you said earlier, yes. put the scoreboard one yeah. score. But Son, uh, he, he's been, by his own standards, terrible this year. But he has played a couple of good games. He played really well against Preston almost like the I'm the man now because Kane's on the bench and he was superb against Man City as well. Looking back to his best previously in the season, lacking confidence, he gets the ball where you normally expect Son to run and commit people. He'll turn around and pass it back. Man City wasn't doing that at all. So to me, it looks like his confidence is back on that stage. Uh, do you expect to see those three have a big, big say? Oh, obviously Kane you do, but the other two have a big, big say in this match? Yeah, they normally do. I, in fact, if I remember rightly, at the start of the season, I was on here with yourself um, and we talked about it and, and you were expecting Son to get dropped. And it turned out to be, for Leicester, the worst thing possible they could do because you put him on and he scored two or a hat-trick in, in that 6-2 in that debacle. So Son's always been a warrior for, for, for us to play against. We know what he's capable of on his day. I wondered if he suffered from a little bit of burnout and lack of competition for his spot because if Kane's not firing, normally you find that Spurs fans suddenly go, "Come on, then, come on, come on, son. This is this is where we need you to really start finding the net and goals again, mate." And 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 when that's happened, in contrast to a fall off of form, uh, yeah, so son 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 gets under the microscope. But yeah, I we I think we know that them three. I mean, I've just checked. I've just checked the Leicester kickoff time, and it's just said Kane and Son, and it's just got open brackets to put the minutes in when they score because they both <laughs> do love to score past us. So, yeah, we're going to worry about them as three individuals, but um, any team in their right mind would worry about them on their day because they 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 just yeah. prove they are that good. They're up there as one of the best yeah. three in the in the league right now. 
Yeah, uh, let's go back to a couple of comments uh, uh, from earlier. Uh, so, <laughs> Moura could run rings around our defence and Madison will have no problem, <laughs> says Simply Ace. Uh, Wayne, our defence without Romero is basically a line of uh, Inspector Clusos, or should that be Inspector Clueless? And Simply Ace, uh, congrats to Kane for coming an all-time score. He'll only relax yeah. when he wins a trophy. Uh, but in terms of personal milestones, I think it was on his mind a little bit. He didn't really have a sniff against uh, Arsenal. And when he did, Ramsdale was on top form, didn't play against Preston. I, I think it, it will relax him a little bit more. Uh, what, what do you see happening to Kane as well? Because his contract is up next summer. So he's got 18 months at this moment in time. At the end of this season, it's a year. Uh all of these people in the know on Twitter, you know, you see the same story, but different things. So, you know, I've seen Kane ain't going to sign a contract. He is going to sign a contract. He's deliberating whether to sign a contract. He wants assurances before he signs a contract. So I have no idea if, if he isn't signing a contract, Levy's got a real, real decision to make cash out and get 50, 60 million pound for him or risk losing him free in the summer. If he, if there are inklings of signing a contract, He's then got to do what Conte, Kane won in terms of strengthening uh, to keep him. Uh, what do you see happening with him? Do you think he'll stay at Tottenham? Because um, I got told by other Brad, Spurs Brad, he was at the game. The fans were singing his name after the game and he looked like really emotional. And his thought was he ain't going anywhere. He's got all this love from the fans. Uh, but like Simply A says, he hasn't won a trophy and he's, far, far too good to go through his career and retire without winning a trophy. So what do you see happening with Kane this summer and, 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 and beyond? Because I think Man United will make a bid for him because they're screaming for a striker. Yeah, yeah, they are. Um, it's, it's a tricky one because the, the biggest comparison he's going to have now for obvious reasons is, is, is towards Shearer. And the only thing that yeah. stands Shearer in good grace is he could stand there and say, oh, I didn't leave Newcastle because I'm loyal to them, even though he never won anything in Newcastle. It's like, yeah, that's great, Shearer. And I'm sure you are loyal to Newcastle. You are a Newcastle fan. But you did win this thing called the Premier League with Blackburn Rovers. Yeah. So... The, 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 the that was thing the only trophy between... he won, though. You know, no, no yeah. one ever talks about that. They all say he won stuff, but he only won one trophy. But well, it, it was a biggie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and if you can live <laughs> off the premise, you know, the, 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 there's a lot of players out there that are, that are going to be aged 60, 70, 80 in, a, in, in 20, 30 years' time, telling them how they won the Premier League. And they're not going to leave out the fact that they got it because they played 19 minutes in one game. But, yeah, yeah I mean, that's that. <laughs> You know, that, that, that's the thing, though, isn't it? It's easy for Shearer and players like that to say, oh, yeah, but look at them. They didn't win anything. But, yeah, technically, Shearer already hit the pinnacle in terms of what he could achieve as a Premier League player, not necessarily a player himself, as he liked to have won FA Cups and that. But in terms of, I played in the Premier League and I won the Premiership, what more do you need to essentially, apart from personal goals, um, win? And, and, and that, that is it. The thing is, I don't know if Kane's maybe left it too late where it will just look and feel wrong to see him play for any other club. Um, I know I know some big icons that you never maybe thought would leave certain clubs over the years ended up doing so. And whilst I could see him in a Manchester United jersey, and I'm sorry, I know that makes you feel physically sick inside. I can I, I appreciate that. It's better than the other club that has been mentioned who have already spent £400 million this year. I can't see him going to Chelsea... At all. The, the, the no, issue but... Kane has got is, he's a Spurs fan, that's one of the issues, but he is now a legend, regardless of what he wins, what he doesn't win. He's our all-time leading goal scorer. He's a Tottenham legend, and I think that's important to him as well, certainly because he's a fan of the club. Yeah. Uh, I think he, he, in his own mind, it's, it's one side of his mind saying, I want to win a trophy. The other side of his mind, I don't want to tarnish my Spurs legacy reputation. If he goes to Chelsea, that reputation is done. It's like a Sol Campbell. Thing. Yeah, of course. If he is. goes to Man United, yeah, it's not ideal, but they're not a huge, huge rival. Yeah. Spurs, so you can understand it. But I think if he wasn't a Spurs fan, he'd have been pushing to get out the door as soon as he's broken this record if we don't win a trophy because yeah, he doesn't care. So I think, yeah, the, the, the Spurs legend status and legacy is kind of playing on his yeah. mind as well. And I think if he doesn't go this summer, 
either time at Spurs. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 I realistically, that's how it's going to go, and it all depends on 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 Kane because you take Kane has to take that sentiment out of out of it, as and, and and any player would in his situation. You have to take your own sentiment out of that situation, and he needs to look at his career, how long he realistically feels he can play at the top level, and he needs to say how important is it that I end my career saying I want something. You know, and when he figures that out and he knows that, and I'm sure he probably already does deep down know it, whether or not he's that bothered about winning trophies. In in terms of, am I more worried about winning trophies than ending my career at Spurs? If he if he wants to, if he's willing to take the risk, he already knows he's made his mind up and it'll happen. But if Kane goes, no, I really want to have something really big and significant to say it then it depends on, on that level. If it's just a league title, does he maybe link up with former Spurs manager Jose and, and, and do a Roma? I'm not saying it'd be afford him. Does, you know, does he look outside the bracket of I, of the I don't think league? he does because I think he wants Shearer's record. So I think yeah, he wants to so, in the Premier League. Because injuries aside, if he doesn't get injuries, he'll break Shearer's record if he stays. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. Yeah, without a doubt, and I think I think I think that will ultimately decide it, and then maybe he will, you know, not not necessarily engage with fans, but he will think about it and go, well, man, you, I'm sure they'll be annoyed and obviously want me to stay, but hopefully I won't be booed or thought of in a bad light if I go for Man U, and that's it. Majority of Spurs fans, like simply A says here. Uh, he'll only sign a contract if he wins the trophy. Top four won't be enough. It's, at this point here, it's embarrassing for a player like Kane not to win a trophy, in my opinion. So I think, unless he goes to top of the league or Chelsea, or does what he did last season, which was kind of almost throw his toys out of the fam, most Spurs fans would not begrudge him a move away to go and win a trophy uh, because he, he deserves one. Uh, he's had chances at Spurs, don't get me wrong. So, he, you know... He has had chances and hasn't turned up or whatever. He was injured for a couple of them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, they, I, I don't think he'll, they'll, uh, a lot of fans will begrudge him. It's just if he goes to certain, <laughs> certain yeah. scummy teams where yes. he, he, he would be turned on by the fan base when he came back. But if he went to Man United, I don't think he'd come back and be booed. Yeah. But then again, the decision could ultimately, like you said, could go to Kane going, look, I clearly want to win something here at Spurs, but right now, if I'm being honest, and this all depends on how the season finishes for you guys, like you said, fourth isn't good enough. Fourth isn't a got. Yeah, we've got fourth. We're going to keep Kane. Kane's going to turn around and go. Enough. I don't. I don't. I don't know. You. The thing is with Kane is an FA Cup, not so much a League Cup with the greatest respect to the competition, because I do I do hate how disrespected that cup has got over the years. But anyway, if you were to say win this year's FA Cup or next year's FA Cup, or because right, you're st- you still in the FA Cup, aren't you? Or am I just... Yeah, we, we got Sheffield yeah. United away in the fifth round, which on paper we should win, but it depends yeah. on how we approach that game. And then if you can get, if you can win that and then get some luck in terms of the draws, you know, Arsenal, yeah. Liverpool are already out. If you can get a Man United, Man City tie, yeah, one of those yeah. points out, you know, Especially... and, and you never know, you never know. Very similar to your situation. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and I know you said it there, maybe an FA Cup's not enough, but Unless he's going to move somewhere, because if he moves Manchester United, he's he's not going to win the Premier League. He's not going to win the Champions League. Um, and, and I mean, unless unless dramatic things happen in Man City and they get booted out of the league, I just don't see them being, uh, you know, competing for Man City's title uh, in in enough time for Kane to be around and still yeah. be good enough to be playing and win it. So, you know, Kane could look at that and go, well, an FA Cup might just be good enough because. At least then he will never find himself on the, on one of them infamous uh, lists where you'll go, oh my God, this player played for this long in the Premier League and never won anything. How did that happen? Yeah, you know, and Kane and FA Cup would be nice because I, I I think wherever he goes, unless it is unless it is to the the, the scum as you call them or anyone like that, he's not going to win the top top no. prize. So his chance was City last year and they severely underbid. Uh, the, the other thing is Levy. I, I can see Levy saying if English clubs want him 100 million, Bayern Munich, you want him 50. Uh, he doesn't want I to mean, go to Bayern Munich, but, 
you know, if if Bayern Munich bid then the fifty million, and we say that's fine, it's then up to Kane. And if he rejects yeah. it, then well, you, you had the offer there, yeah. you had the opportunity to leave to go and win trophies. You didn't take it, but then runs the risk. All right, bollocks to you. Then I'll run the contract out. And if Kane leaves for free next summer, there'll be a queue. That would be that would be the most disrespectful thing to Tottenham fans and Kane to allow to happen. It would be the most disastrous thing I think it happened because yeah. any player then would go into there and goes, no matter what I do, when they, when push comes to shove, that guy upstairs is going to screw me over. Mm. So screw you. Thanks for the three four year contract. I'm not signing a new one, yeah. and I've only just signed. You don't even know what I'm going to walk out this club for free. And then it just detrimental. They have to make that decision. And and kind of like with Madison, for us, I, I feel probably more more comfortable for yourselves. But I think this is the season that you either sell him for that money, like you said, or he signs that contract and, and then he's going to be a Spurs player to, to the end of his days. You know, so yeah. This season's probably at the end of it is going to be pivotal to see where Kane's journey. Yeah, it'd be very interesting. But obviously, there's a lot of football left to be played, so it depends on what happens there. If we could win an FA Cup, I can see him signing. If not, oh, I literally have no idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that that would be the big cause. But yeah, simply ace a couple of comments here. Kane has done has given Spurs more than enough chances. Any other player would have walked five years ago. I think that goes to what we were saying that the the emotion. Yeah. He's not taking that out because he is a Spurs fan, wants to be a Spurs legend. Yeah. Uh, and I yeah. think Leicester have a better chance of winning trophies than us after all they've won the FA Cup and Premier League recently. All depends on the draw. You need a bit of luck. But on, on Leicester, you have got a tough February. So in terms of, of, of the position of the teams you play, I think you've got us, then Arsenal, then Man United. The last two might be swapped around. But yeah, this be a Either real way, sign but... of... of, of where you are this season, if you can keep up with those three teams, uh, or oh, two, two seconds, someone's knocking at my door. Give me a second, let's see. <laughs> yeah, be very interesting. I, I can't remember the exact. Um, um, yeah, go on, answer. Go on. Um, I can't remember the order. Yeah, I, I know um, you've got those three in February, so will that be a good sign of where you are uh, after your real tough start? Or do you think it's just, we're not going to get ahead of those teams, so let's just go and get what we can? Oh, he's muted. Yeah, sorry, give, give me one second. It's just been a knock at the door. I do apologize. That's all right. Uh, so, yeah, it'll be a real, real tough February for Leicester. But if they come out with, you know, those nine points there, four or five points, I mean, that's a proper, proper good return in that, in, in terms of Arsenal Sorry top of the that. league. That's right. Arsenal top of the league flying. Man United on a real, real purple patch with Rashford scoring goals for fun. Spurs could turn up, might not, but we are fifth. So do you think it's a, a case of just get what we can? Anything's a bonus if we don't lose? Or do you think this is a real chance to real kickstart our season and show everybody what Leicester is about? I, I think again, it's 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 um it's a mixture of both. I think we'll be very keen and hopeful to get a positive result from from Spurs because obviously naturally it's the home game of the, of the month. So you know we want to back up the bright, you know we want to back up the Brighton and 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 Villa results and cap it off with a with a performance against Spurs. And if we can get three points against Spurs especially. I think we'll be looking at um Manu and Arsenal, whichever way around it is we play them and think, well, we're probably not gonna get anything from them. But if we can put in a good performance, maybe sneak a draw against United. Um because they are still susceptible, which is why I I say they're they're still in a couple of seasons off realistically being up there for the title. So, you know, the opportunities there um, look, I'd love it if we went and beat Spurs, beat Manu, beat Arsenal. Suddenly we're sat in, you know, sat in eighth or ninth and, and like Hunky Dory. That, that's the dream. We'd love to say that's going to be the resurgence and Leicester are going to gate crash the, uh, well, maybe the Europa League conference at the rate we're going. But, you know, yeah, get ourselves back up there. But honestly, positive performance, positive attitude, pick up bonus points in between. Um, because, like I say, I, the season's that compact and that close that we could probably afford to get three points out of them three games 
and, and still be still be safe of that relegation zone and 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 and, and get through it pretty well. Um, that's probably the more key. I would take I would take getting four points from 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 them them three games. Um, but um, as long as the performance is up there. You know, because yeah. you know what they say: you can lose, and there's there's a manner in which you can lose, which yeah, is yeah. more acceptable. So, yeah, I, w- I would say get through it. Bonus if we get any points from it. Yeah, I think and four, five, five points would mean you didn't lose any. So that would be a tremendous uh, uh, return and must do your confidence a world of good. But you could also come away with zero points. So it's just it's quite finely yeah. balanced, and it's it's yeah, very interesting. Yeah. But then. Our game. How, how do you think the game will pan out and the predictions? Uh, I can't give a score prediction. I'm too much of a coward and it's too much tempting fate and I don't have Ladbrokes near me. Uh, but I think it will be an attacking game. I, I, you know, I said at the start, it won't be nil-nil, which it probably will be now, but it's generally a, a game where both teams score and score quite a few. So yeah. I think you'll attack us. We'll play on the counter-attack and attack you. So I can see it being a, 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 a one-goal lead to either team, or it could be like a two-all or three-three. Uh, I'll always go with a Spurs win, so us winning with uh, a one goal ahead of you, uh, with an attacking game, not much defending going on. How, how do you see the game panning out, and what would be your predictions? I think it's going to be the same as as, as always. We've had some ridiculous score lines over the years. Unfortunately, when them high ridiculous score lines seems to happen. It's usually a 6-2 or a 5-4 to you guys. So I'm hoping to break the trend um, a little bit with a little bit of a calmer, maybe, scoreline. Um, there's going to be goals. There's, there's bound to be goals in this game because yeah. we've been saying it. I feel like we've been saying it for about seven or eight years that Q the near near when we say <laughs> this. and It never seems to happen. Although right now, honestly, I would take a nil nil. I'd take a clean sheet. Uh, and a point from you would be great, but it's going to be attacking. It's going to be a little bit like a chess match. I think in the middle we're going to be a bit conservative. We're going to see who blinks first. We're going to, you know, players like Madison and, and, and Yuri and, and, and that will will wait and patiently wait to try and strike and, and, and create that opening for us, and, and vice versa for Spurs with with our um, with our back line and, and, and that. I'm going to put my neck on the line. I'm going to say that Leicester will win this game. And I'm going to say that Leicester will, will win this game three goals to one. Mm, so so when you beat us 5-0, I'm not coming on the show again. Yeah. Well, Simply Ace, uh, I remember Simply Ace coming on here and all the predictions were in Spurs' favour. But the way the Spurs have been this season, it's completely switched around. I think Leicester will dominate possession. We'll hit them on the counter. Leicester 2-0. Madison and Vardy, our back line, will wobble. Uh, really hope that's not the case. I can't see any team keeping a clean sheet in this. I think their defences are too susceptible and the front, line, front lines are, are, are too good. But remains to be seen, remains to be seen. But I think it will be an attacking game. But uh, And Wayne Bonner the other way. 3-0 Spurs. I, I love your uh, positive <laughs> attitude there, Wayne, but I cannot see us battering Leicester away at home uh, 3-0 and keeping a clean sheet. I cannot see that at all. I can see us scoring three goals, but I can't see us conceding zero. Uh, but yeah, we've pretty much reached the end of the, of the preview. Uh, brilliant having you on as always, Brad. Always great having you on. Uh, yeah, enjoy coming on, mate. Always yeah. love it when we get together. If I don't enjoy the result, I at least enjoy the show. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And it's nice as well to have you on with that, uh, you know, you rubbing the Premier League in our face as well, which we've done a few times. But it's all banter. It's all banter. No one cares. No one cares. Uh, so I'm can... going gonna, gonna to say the FA Cup in there as well in that, just to, just to spice it yeah, up a bit. I'm going to yeah. change it up. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, th- thanks everybody for watching and everyone in the comments really, really helps. Please, if you haven't already, hit the like on the video. Also subscribe to the channel. Yeah. Hit the notification bell as well. You don't then have to uh, make a note when we go live because it will notify you. If you like a bit of magic, side hustle here. that I've got Chris's Magic, a trick every week, 7.30pm UK time on a Wednesday. It's not live, so it comes up loads up so please give a like and subscribe on there if you haven't already and brad has a channel as well promised at the start that he'd uh, let us know about it it used to be called a matter of opinion it's changed now to top 10 battles exactly the same place exactly the same channel 
uh, just the name has changed. But what can people expect in the coming weeks from there? Um, so we do a show every Thursday at 7.30. It's myself and my co-host, Anthony. And basically, we go through the fixtures each week and we pick what we think is the strongest one. We actually did the Man City uh, versus uh, versus Tottenham um, debate. And basically what we do is we it's, the show's called the... Um, I have forgotten the title. The best of the X, uh, uh, the battle of the X's. Uh, and we take a fixture like like we did that one with the Man City Tottenham game. And and I pick my best Tottenham outfield side and he picked his best Man City outfield side. Premier League era, so past and present, but not. So unfortunately, no Jimmy Greaves and players like that were, were in the Spurs lineup or I wasn't able to see Paul Dickoff play for Man City in the 11, but we battle it out, we build it together, and whoever gets the most players in wins, it, it's quite nice, it's quite fun. Go and check it out. We have just done the Merseyside Derby prep for this week. We did that last night. Um, and I also run a very unique top 10 football quiz. Uh, it's it's just a football quiz, but with the number 10 incorporated into the questions or something like that. A little bit of fun. It's quite good. I've got a leaderboard going. If you know any Spurs fans that like a quiz and want to get involved, send them my way because I'll, I'll get them. Sign me up. I love a quiz. I love a quiz. Oh, quiz. Well, well, talk to me in the DMs afterwards or, or once this yeah. is finished, I'll, I'll get you sorted for it because uh, it's, it's a very fun quiz. So, yeah, check us out if you enjoy top 10 stuff. And, uh, yeah, just uh, thanks for having us on. And, oh, no, and as always. As always. Uh, but yeah, make sure you check that out. Uh, uh, Brad's uh, Twitter handle and the link to his YouTube channel are in the description. There's no excuse for you. Uh, you can find that in the description, like I say, and on the podcast description as well, not just YouTube. Uh, but yeah, please uh, hit the like, subscribe, notification bell on Let's Talk Tottenham, Chris's Magic and Top 10 Battles. Uh, I'll be back on Monday, 7.30pm UK time with Chris from Leicester Till I Die TV for the uh, Leicester Um review and and overview of the game so make yeah. sure you check I, I look, that out you got the handsome one on first then didn't you out of it. <laughs> well i'll let you two debate that i'm not going to get involved in uh <laughs> those kind of squabbles uh but yeah great having you on brad thanks so much for coming on a pleasure as always and yeah make sure you check out his channel and we'll be back on monday hopefully with a spurs win to follow up that man city result and as always come on you spurs Thanks so much for watching, for everybody who joined in the live chat and added comments. Before you go, please leave a like and hit the subscribe button if you haven't already. Also, please hit that notification bell. That will give you a notification every time we're about to go live. And it's all completely free. For those who missed the live show, you can catch this whenever you want on Let's Talk Tottenham's YouTube channel. Please also hit the like, subscribe and notification bell. And everybody, please leave feedback, comments, suggestions in the comments section on the YouTube videos. For those of you who listen to the audio podcast, thank you so much for listening. Anyone who wants that audio podcast, you can pick that up wherever you get your podcast from. We're back Mondays, 7.30pm UK time, and Fridays, 12.30pm UK time. Alternatively, if you go to Twitter, at LTalkTottenham, Instagram, Let's Talk Tottenham Podcast, you can find all the information there. Anyone who wants something a little bit different, also do a magic show. So I do one trick a week, which drops Wednesday, 7.30pm UK time. This is magic on YouTube is where you'll find that. But in the meantime, come on you Spurs. <laughs>